Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We got a great show for you today. We have, actually have a great two hours for you today. Um, one of the things that I love, well, first, let me say hello to the team. That is Jessica, Benny, and Olivia. Hello to all of you. What up? Takes a, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what up. I, let me just <laughs> tell you my obsession for the moment before I introduce my fabulous, fabulous guest. I may have to go to therapy, Benny. I'll support you. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time that I've said that and you've supported me in therapy. Thank you. It wouldn't be. I cannot get dark side of the moon out of my brain. It, it's got to be driving. Je- Jessica and Daniel are sitting over there in the production room, like our studio over there. And I realized how loud I was playing this on my speakers. Then I put my headset on. Then I messed up my hair, but who cares? Because it is Pink Floyd. And I'm trying to think about what it was that I'm tapping into. And I have to tell you, it's really an interesting story because it's related to Christy. Christy Whitman, the desire factor, how to embrace your materialistic nature to reclaim your full spiritual power. Now, for those of you that know anything about Pink Floyd, like not the fake band that travels around, like the band, um, you know what year this album came out, right? So it's interesting because it was a fascinating year for me. It was my desire mojo year. And so I, I was reading Christie's book and what I was really tapping into was an energy of that because if you knew me then and benny you've seen my pictures right dude like yeah. you saw my mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. if you knew me then and you took a look at the mugshot on my face with sam my table tennis coach you would have known <laughs> that right benny, you're well i was laughing too no. i thought you had literally a mugshot too but i don't want to go there anyway, and that's I, a, maybe I, I got that redacted okay. um, thank you yeah Thank you. Thank you, New Jersey. Um, Thank you, the judge in Plainfield, New Jersey. Um, But one of the things I love about this is how we connect desire to our lives, to our vision, and then to manifestation. And one of the things I love about what Christy does is, first of all, we're going to talk about the seven universal principles about the desire factor. But here's what I love about Christy Whitman. New York Times bestselling author, transformational leader, you know, the art of having it all, you name it, everything, all of that. Today's show, morning show. Well, how do you get to be her? How do you get to be in the world where you're writing about these things, right? How, how do you get to do that? 
Well, you must have something going on. And what you have going on is understanding the laws, the energy, and the principles of the universe that do say we can have it all. But what do we do in our society that holds us back? This is the question for Christy. Growing up, how many times have you all been told, don't desire? Don't even say that word. Don't, don't say the D word. Don't say desire. Because that's selfish. Oh, ouch. Christy, welcome to the show. <laughs> what a setup, Pat. It's so good to see you. <laughs> it's so good to see you too. We, I was trying to think, when was the last time we talked? And I think it was probably about 15 years ago when I started my business, because I remember, yeah. you, yes, there was a colleague of mine that started a show with you. And um, when she mentioned your name, I said, oh, she's top notch all the way. You are just an absolute legend. And I'm so grateful to be with you. You know, thank you. And, you know, look, am I out of my mind? Just help me. <laughs> Outside of actually answering that question, we already know I'm from another planet, but that's like not what I mean. What I mean is, I don't know about men, so I can't talk to men. Benny, Benny could chime in, I guess. But women, for uh, can you imagine being like a seven-year-old and saying, hey, mom, you know what I desire, right? Quiz. Christy, oh, I was called. A, I was called. I was called a pain in the ass because okay. I had a lot. Of, no, I'm not kidding. That was my nickname. They even shortened it because it was too long to say, so they called me Peta. <laughs> I kid you not, because I was always asking. I had a lot of desires, and I was curious, and I wanted to know, and you know, and and I was squash, squash. You know, stop asking for so much. Stop. You know, it's like money doesn't grow on trees. You know, all the things that just tell us that you, the, at least me, you know, start, get, life isn't fair. Life is full of disappointments. All these wonderful, empowering things that I was told be, just to shut me up so I would stop asking. And so I would shut down and stop desiring. Yeah. And, you know, here's the good news for somebody like me. I got this one side of my family, like my dad's side, those people over there. They are the side of the family that you couldn't say the D word, but then I got my stepmom. And like when you are the stepmom that has your first child at 12 and second one at 13, you are not going to tell that young woman who married my older dad that she can't desire stuff. You just not. So I have this interesting thing that happened to me along the way to becoming an adult. Now, what if everybody... What if everybody, Christy, what if everyone can understand what you're bringing forward and what you're giving us permission to ask for? I think about that all the time, Pat, because we'd all be in aligned alignment. We would all literally focus on our own energetic connection, our own ability, our own creative power to manifest what we wanted, regardless of what other people were doing. And taking responsibility of who we really are and that everything is energy and every all energy carries a vibration and that what you send out because we're energy towers what you send out is going to come back to you if everybody knew that if everybody knew that it's like we're standing in the center of a stadium and all of the seats are filled with support light energy angels guides whatever you want to call it right we are so in co-creation. If everybody knew our own creative power, all the problems, literally all the problems of the world to go away. 
Yeah. I, I love this. And I love talking to you. Let me just tell you why you remember back in the day when I first brought you on, right? Yes. Like when I was first starting, we started, uh, Benny and I have been doing this together like 18 years now, 2003, 2003, right? No one, I don't come from a media perspective, right? I didn't, I studied journal. I'm not that. I had a vision and I pulled out the little crust busting card the other day. Hold on. We get it. I don't know if this show was named the Dr. Pat show, if it was still crust busting, right? Mm. But I had this card and on the back, Jack Hanfield said to me one day when he came in the studio, he said to me, can I steal what you did on the back of your card? And I looked at him and I said, what? And on the back of the card, this is an old card. I don't even know if it's even in the camera shot, but it says my goal is to help at least 1 million people this year bust through the crust and live life full out. See, isn't that desire? It is absolutely <laughs> desire. That is a desire factor. That's not a, just a little <laughs> desire. That, that's what moves you. That's your why. That's your connection yeah. point. That's when someone comes to you and says, oh, or you get that email or you get the phone call or the text, however, the communication, or you meet someone in person, they, you're at a grocery store and they walk up to you and go, oh, I busted through using, you know, I, I, I broke through. I, I, I had a birthing of myself. I, I feel, oh my gosh, that life is what I make it. And I choose to make it full of surprise and delights, right? It's like when someone comes up to you and says that, that that fuels you that you know that that's your desire factor because you're fed by it and no matter what obstacles come in the way you work around it because you 18 years 18 <laughs> years i would you don't get to a place where you are in your life having 18 years doing this and not have some different changes or contrasts or transitions we all do oh yeah look at my hair <laughs> actually actually let me clarify that i my hair color is your hair color but i just like it like this it looks great I mean, on you, you. you can see my little dark like things come through so on good. the thing on there i don't know why i did that um i woke up one day and i'm like i'm gonna try this i don't know who i saw i don't know if it was pink or somebody out there like and i and, oh i'm looking at my hair now on facebook and i'm like okay i didn't even comb that thing today no but, you look but, <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is i want you to help people today help me help them <laughs> what is that jerry Maguire? you're right help but me help, help, help you me, help me help you help <laughs> me help people today realize that we are not our pandemic no. that we we are not what goes on in the world that we can do amazing things and one of the things that i love that you're going to bring today is in the desire factor and i want to hear about your upcoming book i don't know if you're allowed to even talk about that i don't know that is that is, the, that is that is the book. This yeah, is the baby, the desire factor. Yeah, but I want to know what you're doing next. Oh, so I'm already, yeah. I'm already, oh, you'll be surprised on I, that one. I'm already on Christy next. <laughs> I, I'm the one that wrote the 4.0. I'm the one that wrote the op-ed to Eckhart Tolle and got so much hate mail. Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, I, I don't understand the power now. I, I'm in the power next. Okay. But tell me this. I we're on a mission. Yes. Everything we're doing, our technology shift, our websites, 10 channels by the end of 2022. 
Amazing. But we want to know how to help people more. See, we see a network with people like you on here, with us just telling people, having super, how can we say to folks, Christy, please, whatever you do, don't give up desire. How, how do you talk to people, Christy? Well, just the fact of having a conscious conversation like this about desire, does, where did we learn that having desires is bad? Look at, look at those places. And, and is it as, you know, you're a music lady, right? You, I, I didn't even know you were a rocker chick. I'm like, all right, Pat, that's awesome. Totally. I'm a Harley rocker chick. Sorry. Love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about it, I was born in 1970. When I was born, there were eight tracks and there were records, right? <laughs> Remember the eight tracks? Those are fun. I, I am so in, I have to tell you, I am so in, what is the word? Regret. Linda and I went through all my old stuff and we made a decision to get rid, through, rid of the eight tracks. What was I what? thinking? <laughs> because Go it ahead. was a pain in the butt if you wanted to listen <laughs> to one song, you had to listen to everything. That's why. So then we got cassettes, right? Cassettes were a little bit better than the improvement over the eight track. And then we went to, you know, the CD. Now, the CD. do you have any CDs around? It's all downloaded. It's on my phone. I, I do Who would have thought that our phones would actually be more than a phone and it would actually replace a camera and would replace, I mean, all of those different things that it does a calendar. I mean, you know, my point is, is that we have evolved. And so is technology just even in music, yeah. right? So the thinking and the logic, it's like, you know, it was a very short time ago that people thought the world was flat. No kidding. Uh, wait a minute. Not too long ago, we didn't have any medicine. I, and I mean, not too long ago, yes. we didn't have medicine. People were grinding up leaves and drinking tea. But look, there's one thing you talk about that I got to get to. I got to get to it. I'm kicking and screaming a little bit about this, but <laughs> you don't mind. Can we, can we do a little, Linda and I call it R&R ranting and raving. I love it. All right. So I got a couple of publishers, they want me to write my book. And they said, I don't, we don't understand. You've interviewed close to 10,000 people. What is so hard about you writing a, a dang book, Pat? And I'm like, I just like reading other people's book. I like reading. I like, I like going through your book. I liked reading it. So I like reading and talking to you because I want to know this. Yes. So what Here do you want to know? Here it is. <laughs> Give it to Here me. Here it Pat. is. Where in the history of spirituality, are you ready for this question? It's a big one. Where in anything you've ever read, anything that's ever put down in scripture, in any religion, I don't care what it is, go back to Moses if you want. Where in that scripture, where anywhere, did we ever say that there wasn't a direct connection between spiritual nature and material desire? No, it's not said. So how did we learn that spiritual nature and material desire are not to be done together? Where do we learn that? Well, we, we learned it from the religions and we learned it from, it's, it's the small little things like life is full of disappointments, that thinking and believing that there is lack, right? Because we, as a human race, got to a point where in our brains, we had to get concrete with things, right? Our brains need to know things. This is a paper. This is the desk. This is the chair. 
everything is very, very concrete, right? And mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, the, someone said, it was long before you and I were born, there's this thing called money, for example. It's a medium of exchange, but it's an exchange of, right? And if you want more of it, now all of a sudden it's bad. Who, I'm with you. Who was the one that decided? Because long before you and I, there was this thing that if instead of trading my cow for your chicken, we're going to have this paper stuff, these coin stuffs to be able to pay for electricity, all this kind of stuff. Who said that money was bad? Well, I'll tell you how I got enlightened. You ready? Yes. But uh, before I go to that, I want to read this from your book. Can I? Please. Okay. <laughs> I just want everybody to know what we're talking about with the D- with DF, desire factor, DF. I gave it an acronym. I'm I sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, love it. I just That's, gave it like a thing. In my company, we have it, so I was with you. Okay. <laughs> desire. It's a powerful force that triggers a surge of heightened pleasure and purpose, sending life-giving energy rushing through every fiber of our beings. Everybody just do this, like, just take that in. See, see, desire isn't just pleasure, according to Christy Whitman, my very special guest, best-selling author, International New York Times, the whole deal. Pleasure and purpose. Why'd you include both of them? Because we are co-creating. We are, we are not just physical. We are non-physical. There's co-creation happening. We don't have to beat our hearts, right? There is, we receive the idea and then we agree, do we like that idea? Does that, does that move you? And then with that, it's very purposeful. It's, it's very connected into where we then direct it. Because as you got a desire factor to help 1 million people, right? Back yeah. then, it's yeah. probably, you've had probably different iterations of that vision and that you know, desire, it gets bigger and bigger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the network I was on at the time said to me, we had done that within four months. That's right. So what do you do then as a visionary? And I never questioned them. You know, that's interesting that you bringing this up now, but I want you to continue and then we'll get back to my little story. Yeah. So it's when you receive a desire, when you notice I'm hungry, I desire to eat something. If you don't desire it, you're not going to get up and go eat something. (laughs) It's desire that moves you. You had to bring up the eating thing. I know. Okay. Right? <laughs> oh, God. It's like three shows in a row. Okay, go ahead. But so you're right that, about it. But it's it, 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 when we feel the, right? I love that. And we move with that. And that's what the, the energetic movement of it is what the universal steps are. The, the steps in the desire factor that has to go in the same order because as energy flows with these, it, it's like it spirals in, it spirals out, it spirals back. And, and that's how we attract things into our experience because we are vibration. It's desire and the acceptance of desire, because I want to say this about desire too, the acceptance of desire that flows you and that you then have a sense mm-hmm. of purpose. Yeah, I, I'll just, I'll give you a desire factor that still to this day hasn't come to fruition. I'm, I'm still 
joyfully expecting it someday. Tell me, can you share it on air? Can I it can. be? Okay. Yeah. Is, but, is this like, what do they call this? Like on the, like on the, oh, an exclusive, go for it. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what got into me today, Christy. I think reading I your love book. It. I think reading your book got me a little fired up because I really needed to get a little spark. Go ahead. I love it. I love it. So when I first learned about manifestation about 25 years ago, I wrote a whole long list of all the things that I wanted to create. I still have it. And there's only two things that haven't come to fruition. And one is coming and the other one is in the process, right? One of them is, and I have to back up. When I became an author 20 years ago, my biggest desire factor was to go on Oprah. Why? You were around that time. Why? I, well, I got to tell you, I was right there with you. I mean, she was the it. There wasn't podcasts. There wasn't much. You wanted to be an author and you wanted to have an impact in the world, sell a lot of books. You went on Oprah. We have many colleagues right. and friends that did and that yeah. their businesses exploded, right? Their, yeah. their books got read. People got transformed. She's an impact maker, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so when I set that intention, so I want to, I wrote this book, my friends and family have read it. They all think I've lost my mind, you know? So I started <laughs> speaking in spiritual bookstores and churches and I thought, wow, I need, I need to create bigger. I, I need a bigger rock to throw into the pond. Right. So I thought yeah. I want to go on Oprah. What do I have to do on get on Oprah? I literally hired a PR team. And they had, she had a program that said how to get on Oprah. I bought it. I followed it. And all of that led me to writing my books, to getting them published, to getting on the Today Show, to going on the Hallmark yeah. channel. You know, all of those led. Yeah. Have Even the Oprah Winfrey show that I intended to go on was done. And yeah. then, you know, Super Soul Sunday. So that desire morphed a bit, right? It, it, it changed as I changed. But the reason and the understanding was that it's the impact that I wanted to have, that I want, like you, more and more people to understand who they really are, what desires lead you to, because I still, someone could go, well, that doesn't work. You haven't been on Oprah, right? You haven't, you haven't gone on Oprah. Yeah, I, I get things like that a lot. But it's the who I became in the process. If I, if I pass tomorrow, if I transition tomorrow and I didn't go on Oprah, that desire factor, that form that I focused on, that we all need to purposefully, that's why you asked about that word. I did. I purposely focused on that. But God, who I became in the process. I, I have a dream life. Yes, if there's transitions and contrasts like everybody else. But it. Uh, there's been a pandemic. <laughs> really? When did that happen? You know, I mean, obviously I'm aware of it, but it's like, it doesn't rule my life, nor has it since the yeah. mo moment one. Yeah, I'm with you a million percent on that. Um, believe me, I'm in Washington state, right? It started here. We know it didn't really start here, but let, let's just say it did start here, right down the road, like by where Jessica lives, right? Kirkland the home of Costco. We know we are so acutely aware of it, but we also are in one of the most spiritual places on the planet. And, you know, we have, by the way, just saying, one of the most restrictive COVID guidelines in the United States, but you don't hear people talking about it. You don't even hear people really complaining about it here. But here's the thing, Jessica, myself, Linda, 
yes, we are like everybody else. We had some ups and downs and stalls, you know, employing really good people, right? That has been one of the hardest things. My doctor can't even do it. But has it stopped us? Has it changed the vision? Did we decelerate our vision and our path? We know, as a matter of fact, we felt we had to step it up. But I got to ask you this question. You wrote this great book. I love the chapters, but I'll tell you the one that I think is the hardest, because I think you hit it talking about the COVID. You notice I call it the COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a pet. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Pet rock. (laughs) You and I have gotten here, not because we haven't had challenges and obstacles in our lives, Christy. But isn't it because we learned something about them? Absolutely. We grew from each of those okay. points. Listen, I, you know, I've had just let your, your listeners, viewers know, I mean, I've gone through a divorce myself. I had my sister that committed suicide. I've been fired from a job. I've been so in debt that I felt like I was drowning in it. I had my, you know, two month old son rush to the hospital and have to have open heart surgery. Right. I've, been, I've been through some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, look it, I live in a land where there are sunshine and rainbows and lollipops and nothing ever contrasting ever happens. I live in the same world that everybody else does. But in my world, I choose to have a perspective that I am fully guided by the divine, that I can create my own reality and that Mm -hmm. there is an abundance mindset and I focus on that. I focus on the abundance and the success and my well-being and the love. And that's what I bring in and that's what I send out yeah. and that's what I get back. And I love this. Okay. Before we go to break, we're going to take a short break, Christy. How do people get the book? How do they find out about you? How do they find out about the council? All of the above. Give people a lot of information. Okay. Okay. So you could go to christywhitman.com. You have the desirefactor.com. I also would recommend going to watchyourwords.com and we can talk about that after the break but um, I'm all over social media. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Here's what we're going to do. Christy Whitman, when we're going to come back, I'm going to go through some of the things in the book, but there's a couple in here that she and I believe in that is really almost counter to a lot of the folks in the law of attraction and new thought. As a matter of fact, it's actually even counter to some of the academic people that were like monitoring my research. But why did she, why have I not changed a single concept about it? When you come back, you're going to hear what it is. And you're going to be thinking, yeah, why don't people want me to do that? All right, Christy Whitman, I, Dr. Pat, Benny, Olivia, Jessica, you all, 2022, it's all about you. We'll be right back. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. 
Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Parenting isn't about perfection. I think we all know that. Parenting is about being present and honest, having compassion for your child and for yourself, communicating consciously and loving unconditionally. Tune in to The Awakened Parent Project with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be an empowered parent through the techniques of the conscious parenting community. To learn more about Susan, visit SusanDolce.com. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone, or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Oh, us and them, Benny? Us and them? I had to. (laughs) So, okay, here's a desire. I just got to say it. Thank you, Benny. Mm -hmm. So I wrote to Pink Floyd, the band, but I wrote to a couple of the band members because they just did a HBO thing. I think it was HBO. I don't remember. And I said, may I use that song to take, to update your video? So there's a video that goes with that song. It's powerful, super powerful video that goes with that song. But it's dated. If you didn't know Pink Floyd wrote that song then and you watch that video, you could pretty much superimpose it on where we live. So I'm waiting to hear back from them. And Coldplay, I'm just saying, at least, please return my email, please. Um, look, everybody, because it's desire. We're talking about the desire factor, right? Absolutely. What do you uh, desire? Yeah, Christy, before we jump into this one more time, how do folks get a copy of your book? How do they become part of what you're doing? Say so, on top of it. Yeah, I would go to watchyourwords.com. So mm-hmm. watchyourwordsplural.com. And it's a free program. It's 30 days. It tells you the words and phrases that pull our energy down, why, and then what to say instead. Because whenever you are going to make any kind of change in your life, 
whenever you're trying to drill down all this energy and all the things that we're talking about today, like, how do you practically yeah. apply it? Cause that's what I want to know. That's what I was interested. I'm a human. How do I apply this? It's first watching your words. Cause that's the first part of our consciousness. And when you change your words and what they, what the, your meaning that you give to certain words, it, it, everything changes like words like should and miss and ought to, and have to, these words literally are like anchors that pull us into lack. And then that creates more thoughts and the momentum continues with beliefs and expectations and all of those things that then create our reality. Yeah. Sorry. I'm typing because I'm getting instant access to it right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> doesn't take, doesn't take much for me. Um, look, not only do I, I so want to honor that you did that, but a, a while ago we actually did an experiment with how the sound wave looked for words right mm -hmm. you would be blown away if you took a look at words even if i say lack and i say right if i say lack and i say abundance even if i say lack abundance even in the same phrase the sound wave looks different exactly. but what does that mean you're talking about energy you're talking about life you're talking about desire I want to get back to your Oprah story because I, 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 you and I are really similar. The idea that we had that vision and that vision I had like in 2001, whatever it was, it wasn't really about Oprah, was it? No. It was a placeholder. It's what I like to call. I like to do street smart spirituality because I'm telling you I'm from New York. I need the short path. So for me, <laughs> That was the placeholder for that or something greater. Exactly. Right. But our minds need to focus on something. It needs yep. a purpose. Yeah. And so, because if it doesn't, then we're going to go, the mind looks at the old tapes. I don't want to create my future based on my old tapes. I want to put new visions, new visualizations. I want to see myself doing it, being it, having it so that I have something to move towards. And that's where you, the joyful expectancy, and I know you want to talk about that's yeah. where that comes into place, yeah. is putting those pictures in. Back when my book, that first book, 20 years ago, Oprah was the place to be, right? It was like, it, that's, that's what I thought in my mind would be the thing to create impact, to get this information in the hands of people, right? Now, it's like, I still have a desire to do that just because I think it'd be a really great conversation. But there's not all that meaning, like I got yeah. to, my, my whole business, my whole livelihood, my purpose on earth is based on Oprah. It's a, it's a very different energy. Now I'd be like, I'd love to sit down and chat with her. I bet she would just, I mean, the expansiveness of the conversation yeah. and I'd, you know, like to thank her for a few things and, you know, yeah. but, it, but it's not the same as it was because the meaning has changed. It's so interesting. And let's talk about this because this is all about juicy, joyful expectation. When I created that, I actually have a sign from Bobby Brayton that was my, what did we call him, buddy back then? We were a prosperity abundance buddy. She has since passed on. I actually have her desk, um, beautiful, beautiful oak desk that I sit at every day to remind me. And what was fascinating about this as about two years after the show, like oh four or five, right? When it was still crust busting, one of the listeners came on and said, I don't know, we have live call-in shows. So people call in all the time. Like I have a live show tonight. 
And one of them came on and said, you know, you know, Pat, you're the Oprah of talk radio. And, and my folks coined that and they pulled that. And it wasn't until years later that the manifestation of Oprah happened to turn out to be a saying. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I, I never continued to have that earning to be on Oprah. It was, it was a fascinating thing, mm. but can you talk to that? Because sometimes things show up. Like I've never, I've never been on Oprah. I, I love Oprah. I love what she's done, but my manifestation wasn't to be on Oprah. It was something else. What do we have to do to recognize when desire shows up, our juicy, joyful expectation is in front of us. What can we do to recognize it? Boy, because if we don't, we kind of miss it. Yes. Well, that's what the seven principles and the seven steps is when you, when you see it, when you feel something, when you get it, when you hear something, even I'll even give you, this is, this is great. If your best friend is going to go on a cruise with her family and you all of a sudden feel envious or your friend gets a new car and all of a sudden you feel happy for them, but envious. If there's something that you feel tugging at you because it's a calling, like you're not being big enough or you're not you know, living a fuller life, or you feel like you're settling in some way, that's a good indication that your desires are calling you forth mm. because it's, you're noticing the contrast of what you don't want, but don't stay stuck on the contrast of what you don't want. Don't stay focused on the problem or the perception of the problem or any of that, because then that continues to be your reality. The moment you notice I'm dissatisfied here, I'm disappointed. I'm angry. I want something different, frustrated right? Ask yourself in that moment, what do you want? And don't answer with what you don't want. Answer with what you do want. Oh, so powerful. Is that what you mean in the book? Uh, what you, uh, let me just ask you there are a couple of things I want, I want to talk with you about, but does that tie into alignment and the principle of having? See, I love this principle of having thing, right? because that is something we are not talking. We talk about the principle of loving. We talk about surrender. Today, there's like this map, like this mind map that I have in my brain, which takes me through to get me to the place where we stall, right? Yes. After surrender, maybe we get to surrender. But after that, how many of us actually do something, right? Yes. And take action. But the thing is, is it's that gap you're, you're talking about, you know, you need to get clear. We need to get yeah. clear on what we want. And yeah. once we are clear on, on it, knowing what you want, why you want it, how you want to feel, then put yourself in alignment with that and focus on that and understand that the joyful expectancy and this whole thing about, you know, the debate of should we expect or not, right? <laughs> Our minds naturally do that. Our minds naturally think and to tell someone that you shouldn't expect anything, right? Yeah. It, it, that's like saying, stop thinking. No, no, <laughs> stop thinking right now. You, you yeah. can't not do it. Our minds naturally want, if we declare something that we want, we get clear, we hold a vision. There, there is that part of our mind that will go, uh, we don't have it yet. How it's, you know, it's kind of taking a little bit too long. Are you sure you have what it takes? Oh, you know, yeah. it, it, it's all that that gets in there. So it's in the gap between declaring what you want, focusing on it, aligning with it, and then getting excited because it, no, it's not here yet, but it's coming. Yeah. Okay. 
let us take a moment and talk about the exciting thing. We got to talk about this because there is an emotional side of this that we have to talk about, right? There's an emotional side of it. And I don't care how you cut it, what you want to look at, what you want to call it, emotional intelligence. It doesn't matter to me. But there is something about it which is energetically sparked. And that energy spark will either help move things along towards you or move things along to somebody else. (laughs) You repel it or you attract it. You repel it. That's right. And I love what you're talking about. So I want you to comment on this. Jessica and I and Linda, we sit down and we look at the we look at where we're going and we build things and we create things. And one of the things that we sat down and put in to our energy and to our frame was a certain le- level of crowdfunding or funding for a couple of things we want to develop, really technologically great things. But what happened was here in the past month, and a light bulb went on for us. So we actually didn't get the funding, but we got three people in our sphere of influence that are all connected to funding type people. Mm -hmm. And see, if you're not awake enough to say, oh my God, this this man is going to fund the entire green channel. What? I mean, it if you're not into seeing that because you're so myopic, because you're so myopic, you're so like, I wanted my research to get that award, then you're not going to realize you just got a different award. Tell us about how people can navigate those waters to just not be attached to something that may not show up that way, Christy. Well, you know, we focus on it, right? And that is a certain attachment. And we want to have those pictures in our minds, right? Yeah, yeah. And we want to think when we're thinking about it, when we're dreaming about it, when we, you know, we feel good. It's like you said, our emotions are such a powerful energy generator and therefore attractor. And yeah. most, most of us, my generation was taught, don't, you don't cry and Bill girls aren't angry. So we learned to shut them down, suppress them. That worked out well. Until until you learned how to actually process them, right? I was so afraid of disappointment. And and even though I would focus on something, if if something didn't show up in the exact same way that I thought it should, I would be so disappointed. And that in disappointment was like that paralyzing thing for me. When you learn that energy under all emotions, it's like a current that, you know, takes the ocean waves, right? You don't see the current. You don't see the energy, but if you just allow yourself to feel it, mm-hmm. it releases from you. And that's how you're then free. And, and, and then you bridge that gap. But when you notice it's here, here's where the surrender actually comes in. When you notice yourself anxious about it, you're attached, not in a good way. When you notice that you're worrying about it, oh. right? You're attached, not in a good way. So all of that is coming from a perspective of lack. Look at it this way. If, if you look at it at lack and abundance as a spectrum, on one side of the spectrum is lack, on the other side of the spectrum is abundance. In the middle is that tipping point of satisfaction. That's where the positive, you start to tip into, right? Or tip out of. So yeah. if you're feeling anything that is less than satisfied, you're in lack. 
And if you're looking at something going, oh, what is it going to, how come, you know, and there's that anxiousness, that, that lack, like you're aware that you don't have it, got to get into the place of what can you be satisfied with? What positive aspects? How can you feel that, that sense of fulfillment? What would it feel like when that happens? I actually did this in corporate America where I couldn't, my last job, I was like, I have <laughs> books I've already written. I was already speaking. I was already coaching. I was teetering on when do I do that? Right. And every day I would sit there and look at the positive aspects of my current situation, Exactly. list them out, making good money and nights and weekends free, da, 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 da. And then I would think about when I am my own boss, when I am a coach full-time, when everything that I do is purposeful, when, when, you know, I would get excited about that. And it's shifting that gap between the attachment and the excitement. Yeah. I look, we have become, I say we here, um, we have, I have a great team of people here. I am so blessed. I can't even tell you. I mean, when I come on and do this show with you, right? And I know I got Jessica, Olivia, and Benny, right? I don't have to think about it. I, I, I may, may get a little gnarly lip that goes up like, uh, you know, Billy Idol lip, you know, if I say, <laughs> you know what, I'd really like a different lower third, right? I get the Billy Idol lip. Um, but yeah. <laughs> You just do that. Oh my God. I'm I damn, I'm living in the 70s. What the <laughs> heck is happening today? Give me my Harley back. Um, but even with that, we we get on board and we just hired a, a, a new person uh, to our team, Daniel. And I want to talk to you about this for a minute because it has to do with intuition. I, I don't know another word for it, but intuition to me is an energy. It's also emotionally fueled. Yes, of course, it's mind fueled. It's emotionally fueled and it's spiritually fueled. I don't care how it, this is my version of intuition. If I don't have those three things like really jacked up, if one of them is not working right, I'm going to intuit something that is just not really what I want. But we just added, we just added um, Daniel uh, to our team. And Daniel has been here for today's his fourth day. And I gave him a major project to work on with a major client, super video, super intense, cutting, creating. And it's a client we're going to work with. It's actually one of the folks that I said to you, what we wanted to manifest was partners that were going to be part of our vision. Jessica and Linda, not a single word to me about, do you think you should do that with somebody that's been here two days? Because we trust each other enough to know that we trust our judgment. Um, and somebody that's been here for four days and has done what he's done in four days, that I could walk away and have him talk to the client when never think about is he doing it right or what he's doing see we had a desire for that person i don't know if it was him but we held the space for that 
sometimes we have to trust our intuition. Where does trust intuition fit in to desire? It's, it's everything. First of all, it's having an understanding that beyond trust is faith, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, there's hope, there's trust, and then there's faith, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and faith is just, it's unwavering. Well, we, oh. we can't go get any more faith. We have all the faith we need, but are we having, putting our faith in what we don't want? Or are we putting our faith in what we do want? And when, when we start to shift our faith and know that it's like, do you have faith that the one that's breathing you, that wakes you up every morning, wants the best for you, that is available to you. That is, you know, it, that is literally energy that's breathing you that you can call in at any moment and understand and feel the presence of it because you feel the joy, you feel the desire, you feel the passion or all of that. And understanding that is our first absolute superpower as human beings to understand how to master our own faith. And the, the council who I channel, they, they call the faith portal, which is usually, you know, the, what people call the third eye or the intuition center that opens up other portals because once you are fully in faith and you're focused in, and we're not talking about religious faith kind of thing. We're talking no. about just energetic faith that, yeah. you know, what you desire is yeah. available. Will it's a there. strength of conviction. It it, is. What, it's a strength of conviction, right? It's more it than is. like a little belief. Like, Oh, oh I got a, Oh, I have a belief that no, it's what a knowing. is your, yeah. What is your conviction odometer? say exactly and when you know that you are loved and supported and that you know all things are well and things are working out for you and that is literally what you have faith in then there's what comes happens next is you get a strength about you and that strength which there the the portals at the lower back that it's like a teeter-totter between when you just said that conviction didn't you feel strong in saying that when you have faith, it kicks in your strength and that stability. I go nowhere without that. And believe me, when I'm off my game, I I don't know how to refer to my life when I'm off my game. That's the only way I I play table tennis as a sport. When I'm off that game or when off my life game, man, everybody around me sees it. And then I got to listen to Pink Floyd. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But see, when we put all your principles together, right? This is what I love. And for those of you just tuning in, let me make sure you've got this, right? Um, we're talking today, the desire factor, how to embrace your materialistic nature to reclaim your full spiritual power. I love that she put that in the title. I am so glad they didn't take that out. Christy Whitman. So for those of you out there, before I forget, because we get rolling, you can find information on how to get this book. Let's make sure they have all the websites we've previously mentioned, if you don't mind, Christy. No, so you can go to the desirefactor.com, christywhitman.com. And then the other website I mentioned was watchyourwords.com. Yeah. Look, let's put it all together in the last couple of minutes we got left. Now, we didn't talk about all of them. But we talked about enough of them that people, when they get the book, they'll be able to figure this out. But I would love to hear from you one of my favorite terms. There's an end game here. Tell us what you're envisioning as the end game for people that read this book or work with you. 
it's a birthing. The, this this book this book is like a midwife to to light. It really is a birthing because when you start to understand in such a simplistic and yet organized and step-by-step formula for how do you take a desire, something that even you're longing for, right? Or that you're feeling the lack of, how do you take it from that to a place of alignment to then being in, in the fruition of it to, to have the forms, but then to go even deeper and understand that it's not about the forms. It's about the energy underneath. And that energy is available to us right here, right now. So when you can understand how to be an energy master, you master your whole entire life. And that's what the desire factor is about. You know, Christy, I, it's, it's, it's always an honor. Um, it's always an honor and it's always a privilege to at least speak with you and see you. We have to do this more often. Agreed. You know, one of the things I think I've learned, and maybe you've learned it, of course, is that if nothing else, we are here to support each other. And it's such an honor to be able to support you today. Um, I want to thank you for an unwavering body of work, not compromising on the strength of your conviction, and for not giving up on humanity, because see, that's really what next year is about for us. I wasn't joking. That is our theme. It's all about you in 2022. And we're going to do some things to really support people. Today, I want to thank you. And I want to ask you what your personal message is. I would love to know what you'd like to leave us with today. And thank you. It is our, um, thank you. It's a, it's a, a privilege and an honor to be a light worker with you at this time on the planet. So thank you. And we, we are divinely designed. I mean, like we are blueprinted every human being to have eyes, nose, a mouth. We don't have wings. We don't have beaks. We, everything is blueprinted. It is, it is diagrammed out. If you will, it is, it is in our spiritual DNA to be abundant, to be successful, to be in well-being, and to love, to feel love, to be loved, to love. And when we understand the, how to bring in that energy of love and how to express that out, it, life becomes very different. Mm-hmm. And we're all, we're all blueprinted for that, created in that. Illness doesn't exist if you don't let it, right? If you don't believe in it. Lack can exist if you believe in abundance. Failure is, is really not an option when you are only vibrating in success. You look at things, even though if you stumble and fall, that you get back up because there's success that's expected. And that is your birthright. Yeah. 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 Boy, I'll tell you, I got two new knees. I'm not falling as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Christy, thank you so much for everything you're doing. And thank you for joining us. I do hope you'll come back. I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about what you've created and watch your words. I hope you'll come back so we can just do a show on that. And I'll make sure Linda reaches out to you. Okay. And gets a schedule, especially as we go into the new year right? Uh, Thank you. I want to say to everybody, thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. You are the best audience on the planet. Y'all are. It's all about you. And stay tuned. We got another show coming up right here on Transformation Talk Radio. 